On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Greg Whitcop. He is the athletic director for CCBC Essex. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Mr. Woodcock, thanks for being here. Great to be here. You found the studio, and it's a little tricky sometimes, but you, you stayed the course, and you found it, and you actually showed up a little early. Hopefully, I don't keep you too long. Community colleges, that's an interesting space to be in. Uh, you, they don't get the, the high media attention that the Tennessees and the Alabamas and the Marylands get, um, but I'm a community college grad, and I'm all about going there, and being the athletic director at a community college here in Maryland has got to be an interesting position, interesting job. So how long have you been doing it? So I've been doing this as an administrator for 10 years. Um, 10 years prior to that, I worked in athletics in some capacity. So really over 20 years I'm in community college athletics. So hold on, hold on. I'm looking at you. You're right across the table from me in the studio. That means you started doing this when you were seven, right? <laughs> I have four kids, and, and one is now actually playing at the college. So I... I'd like to think that they keep me young with all their all their fun and all their activities. Very good. But you know what? I did it again. I, I get down the path. I start asking about what you're doing now. But we need to learn a little bit about Greg, the student athlete. So did you grow up in Baltimore? So no, I actually grew up north of Buffalo uh, near Niagara Falls and was very involved in all kinds of athletics growing up. Uh, baseball, football, basketball, uh, track and field. Did a little bit of everything. Nice. Kept you busy. Um, what high school did you go to? So I went to Star Point High School. Star Point. And the mascot at Star Point? The Spartans. Spartans. So you mentioned a lot of sports. If you, is there one particular one that, that stood out in, in your life? I mean, So really, basketball was the one I decided to go uh, to my local community college, Niagara County Community College, and play basketball there. Um, and then that kind of transitioned me into working in community college athletics. I, I stayed on there as a coach. And then started to work my way up through the athletic realm. So really, basketball, I coached for 13 years after I played. So that one is probably the one where I had the most fun. Um, I enjoyed track and field during my high school years. I enjoyed football during my high school years. Um, but basketball really is the one that got me on, on my way to my career. Probably the one I had the most fun playing. So basketball. Okay, so we're going we're gonna to go back the 20-odd years that you were uh – when you were at community college playing basketball and I'm on the opposing team. I'm the coach from the opposing community college and we're about to play you. And what's the scouting report on, on Greg Whitcop, the basketball player at that community college? I, I probably would force myself, right. I'm a, I'm a lefty. I'm not a natural lefty, but I'm a basketball lefty. So I, I would say they, they probably say I was a little bit left-hand dominant. I was probably an average shooter. I was a pretty good defender. Um, got physical, tried to deny the ball to the other team's point guard so I probably would screen myself a little bit extra that game. Um, I'm not a big guy, so maybe try to, if we're playing man-to-man, maybe try to post me up a little bit, something like that. Um, I may do with, with what I had. I wasn't a superstar player. I was probably 
like a coach's kid on the floor who understood the game um, and, and executed offense and tried to lead the team by playing strong defense full court. Um, but I was by no means a superstar, but I enjoyed playing in it, and it helped parlay myself into um, an assistant coaching job at Niagara County Community College and kind of got me started on my career when I was only 20. Wow. So we talk about these being the, these kids being student-athletes. So we know you're an athlete. We know you played basketball. Do you remember your major back in community college? Because I imagine it may have changed. So I really didn't. I, I really didn't even know a lot about the athletic experiences at the community college level as a high school student. I went there to play. Um, I knew I was interested in coaching, so I kind of took a path towards teaching. I, I was a liberal arts major um, which is really on par with our general studies type track. Um, I, I took a lot of classes in the social studies direction. I took a lot of criminal justice classes. Um, that was kind of a, you know, other interest of mine. Um, so I did end up at the four-year level at Buffalo State. I did major in social studies education. Um, and, and really it was the, the plan was to get a teaching job at a high school and coach. So Buffalo State, so after community college, um, Niagara County, I think we, we talked about before the show, Niagara County Community College, you went on to Buffalo State, so you stayed up there in the in the cold weather. Good thing you chose basketball, because there's some outdoor sports that probably wouldn't have been quite as much fun, depending on the weather. What was the mascot at uh, Buffalo State? The Bengals. The Bengals, okay. Being in Baltimore, we won't hold that against you. <laughs> but we did just beat the Bengals so uh, in football, so not too bad. Go Bills for me. Go Bills. Oh, interesting. So you're, you, you stayed the Bills fan. You 100%. You come down. But you've been here like, 100%. like 20 years, haven't you? My kids have some purple. Okay. okay. That's got to be interesting Sundays in your house. Uh, they sit on the fence enough to go Bills too when, it, when, it's when, they're, when, you're, when you're laying it on the Steelers. They're all about go Bills. I'm with so, you on that one. Yeah. I'm with you. But we, we digress. So Buffalo, did you play sports at Buffalo? I did not. Just because I had the opportunity to stay in coach at Niagara County. So I just decided to kind of go in that direction. Plus I was commuting. So I didn't want to sit around an extra six hours, wait for practice time. I probably could have jumped on the basketball team, but I don't know if I would have had an impact at that level like I did at my community college. So I thought it was a good opportunity to say I was a college coach at 20. All right. So that's interesting. So you're a commuter student at Niagara Community College. You were a commuter student at Buffalo State College, University. So you're all about this commuter experience for, for at, at least in your path. Um, and I'm, now that you're at CCBC Essex, I'm guessing most of the students there are commuter students too. Do, do they have on-campus housing or is that ever a situation? So basically we have no on-campus housing. So any student that comes from out of, outside the area would stay at local apartments that they work out. They stay with teammates. Um, for me, it just worked out that I had opportunities close enough. From Niagara County Community College, I live five minutes away. Um, when you look at it, room and board, that's probably $40,000 over four years. So it just was, you know, the, the best thing for me financially and professionally having a chance to start working and coaching. It's made a lot of sense to stay at home and be close to where I was working. You don't have to be a math major to figure that one out, do you? No. <laughs> so now you're at CCBC Essex. You, you, I think you told me you started at Catonsville for a little bit. You were actually at Harford County before that for a minute. 
Did you start as an AD when you were in the CCBC system, or did you do some coaching first? So I, I came down as an administrator at CCBC um, and started at Catonsville and then moved over to Essex in 2014. So it was basically three and a half years at Catonsville, and then I've been at Essex ever since. All right, so this is going to be a dumb question, so please excuse me if, if it sounds great. What does an AD do at a community college? Really, So at the community college level, it's probably a lot more than if you're at Towson, you specialize in one or two specific things within your area, kind of have to be able to do a little bit of everything. I, compliance is very important. We do scheduling. We set up travel. Uh, we, we supervise, obviously, all of our coaches, all of our staff. Um, those are really the biggest parts of the job, the administrative side, the budget management, all those things that are, that are a lot of fun. Um, but I, I really enjoy it. You know, we have a great group. We have a great support staff. We have a great staff of coaches um, with a lot of experience, and we get a lot of really high-level, dedicated student-athletes. Um, so it's really easy to, to work hard when these are the people that you're working to support. It sounds like one of those jobs where when everything goes well, nobody notices because it just kind of happens. You mentioned compliance earlier. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how community college athletic works? Is there Division One? Um, what conference? Are there different conferences? Like we hear about the SEC and the, the Big Ten and all those in, in the four-year universities. Does Do community colleges have similar um, situations? Sure. So we are a part of the Maryland Junior College Athletic Conference. So all of the schools in the state of Maryland, all the two-year colleges are a part of the same conference. And then we're also a member of Region 20, which extends into Northern Virginia, West Virginia, and Western Pennsylvania. So we have, I think, right now 26 schools, 25 schools within our region. Um, and then we're a member of the NJCAA, so the National Junior College Athletic Association, which is basically the entire United States, uh, Oregon, California, and Washington State kind of do their own thing, but the rest of the country is a member. And I, right now I think there's over 600 schools uh, nationwide, and uh, and they are divided. So um, there's Division One, Division Two, and Division Three levels at the community college level. So we are primarily a Division Two institution. Um, men's lacrosse is non-divisional. So they're basically, they, they follow the rules of Division I. Um, so we have, um, within Maryland, we have a mix of Division I, Division II, and Division Three schools. So men's lacrosse is pretty good, yes? Men's lacrosse is very good. And my experience, I understand the ladies' basketball team at Essex is pretty good, too. Yeah, uh, women's basketball, which we started in 2019, has, um, they've really just turned into an absolute powerhouse. Uh, we knew... Um, you said you talked to our coach, Mike Sini, um, last year during a 55-game winning streak. Uh, we finished 35-1 and last year. I think we've, we've only played two seasons because there was a COVID in there. We have 11 players move on to the Division I level. Uh, several more moved to the Division II level. So it's, it's just been really great um, to see what they've done. And this year's team, I think we have seven Division I transfers. So they're, they're very impressive again, and I, I expect they'll be – very strong. So it's interesting that you talked about a lot of the players move on to play D1 or, or, or even for in the four-year university level. Um, by the time they're juniors and seniors in, in college, they if they are still playing sports, they, they must be pretty good and pretty committed at that. Um, 
What about before that? Before how do how do you, where do you find those players? I imagine the transfer portal is a is a useful tool for that, but everybody can't come from the transfer portal. I imagine lacrosse and some of the other sports they may come. We'll use the word organically. I know that's overused sometimes, but do you get students from high schools at CCBC Essex? Yeah, so I think that the biggest thing we do is is with our group of coaches that we have. They're very well networked into the local athletic scene. So a lot of times they're either putting out feelers or they're getting people coming to them saying, hey, you need to go check out the player over at School X. Um, and our players, our coaches spend a lot of time getting out. Um, they're getting out to tournaments. Just like the four-year schools, you can go to a tournament where there's 40 teams. You know, our, our soccer coach, Joe Fiedler, who he's in year 11. He's won 10 regional titles in 10 years. Uh, we're national runners-up. Uh, two years in a row in men's soccer, and we're currently number four in the country. Um, he's out, once the season ends, he's out in November and December freezing out at fields across the mid-Atlantic watching players play. Um, so so, so. We're, re- we're recording this in early October. It probably won't come out until later in October. How's soccer doing right now? What's what's going on? Do you have an update? Or I know I caught you off guard with that one. Yeah, they're, they're doing great. They're, uh, I think they're 13-2 and two as of today. We have a game today. Um, they're number four in the country. We were as high as number two. Um, we, we lost one division one game and then we lost to a D2 that's competitive. Um, but we are, uh, you know, the last two years, like I said, we went to the national championship game, um, in spring of 21, we played spring that year. Uh, we lost in overtime in the national championship game in fall of 21. We lost in PKs in the national championship game to a team out of Arizona, um, so this year, the, the tournament's in Tucson, Arizona in mid-November, um, and they... Uh, that, that weather's probably kind of nice. It's going to be 85, probably. Yeah, a um, little warm, but yeah, still... Yeah, a little bit. Better than it would be here. It could be pretty chilly here, but that would probably be good soccer weather, too. I don't know, tomato, tomato. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. You go out there, they'll put on a nice event. It'll be a little warmer than we're used to by that time of the season, but uh, he's got a team that's uh, as good as we've had, and once you get out there, everyone's good. So it'll be interesting to see how it goes. And then on the women's side, um, the women played a really tough schedule. We started out, uh, we traveled down to Knoxville, Tennessee, and played two of the top five Division II women's soccer teams in the nation. Uh, lost one 5-0, lost one 2-1. Uh, that team, I think, is currently number four in the country. Um, so I think we're sitting at 9-5, and five and we're 16th in the nation, which is, which is great. We lost two All-Americans from the previous year. So the expectations for this year were, let's see how we can kind of transition to a new team. And um, we've done really well. You know, we lost, we have four one-goal losses. Um, so we got a solid team, and, and we're kind of moving up the rankings now. And, uh, you know, we, we're looking to compete for the, the regional, and then they would advance to a district tournament in New Jersey against teams that we're competitive with. So they have a pretty solid chance to go to nationals as well. Women's soccer has went to the national tournament two of the last three years as well. That's crazy. So if, if I didn't know you were talking about a community college, you could have been talking about any university level, you know, four-year college athletic experience for a student. CCBC's high-level athletics, that's, that's nice. Yeah, I would say that it's very competitive. We Like I said, we have a great coaching staff. We have a great support staff in terms of like – gear and what the experience is like. I think we do a really good job for our level with that stuff. Our, our social media stuff is very good. Um, our, we do live stream of all home games with play-by-play. 
Um, so when people are looking to get recruited to the next level, they have a lot of good video um, to send out, or if their parents they are from out of town or they have grandparents away, they're, they're able to watch us on live stream. We do live stats for all our home games. And then, you know, like we just talked about with women's soccer, the travel, um, our teams are traveling out of state. They're going overnight. Uh, women's basketball this year is going to Kansas for some games just to get those high-level games under their belt before we get to the national tournament. Very cool. So we had, we had talked about this before. Uh, they're student athletes, so I, I tend to sometimes focus a little too much on the athletic part. But with two kids myself, I want to focus on the student part. I think I, I spoke to someone, and they described that one of the coaches or somebody within the team usually has some responsibility for academics because obviously you don't, you don't want the coach to have to worry about, you know, they're going to make sure you have the grades or you can't play, but he or she has enough to do already. Does CCBC have someone like that? And I think we talked about the name for this person too and how it worked. Can you describe that a little bit? Sure. So the setup we have is we have trained academic advisors at the college who are assigned to athletic teams. They all have a specific team and they work within that team from the recruitment process. They might be on a recruiting visit to helping setting up testing or, or their onboarding at the college, the application process. How do I get registered for classes? And then once we get to school, you know, it's, am I having a challenge with a class? Do I need a tutor? Do I need to make a change? I'm struggling with time management. Um, all those things that are the realities of being a student athlete. Um, we have somebody who's really good and professionally trained at how do I help an 18-year-old coming from the high school level where it's a little more structured and at our place there's a little bit more personal responsibility um, and maybe at times you're your first generation college students, maybe you're living in an apartment with teammates. It's how do you focus on those important things and make sure that you're staying on track and that we're doing some early intervention. We do uh, academic progress reports three times a semester. So they get sent out electronically to all the instructors um, and come back to us. This student missed four classes or this student failed a test. So how do we do some early intervention to help keep those students in line. As I said to you before, you know, we may have 200 student athletes at the Essex campus and you have 200 different situations. It may be somebody's academic track record isn't as strong, or maybe they came because of the financials, or maybe they came because of the sport opportunity. But we, we treat them all the same on the academic end and just make sure that we're there um, in support of their goals in the classroom. You are a wealth of information, sir. I could talk to you all day, but your time is limited, and I value the amount you spend. I really appreciate it. I like to, at the end, give my guest an opportunity. If he had a room full of students, a room full of parents, a room full of something that you would want to talk to, someone that you would want to talk to, um, if there was any one thing, maybe you've said it many times to an incoming student or, or someone that transferred in or a parent that's involved, do you have any advice for a potential community college student or a p potential student athlete going out of high school. Yeah, I think during the process, just do your due diligence. Take a look at, at where, where you want to go geographically, what you want to major in. Um, watch the team play. Look at their roster. Do they have seven catchers? Do they have four goalies? You know, a lot of times you're getting recruited by schools where they carry a roster of a women's soccer roster of 50 players. You know, so where is the opportunity for you, number one, athletically, where do you fit in in the pecking order? What's your opportunity to get on the field? And what is the level of competition like? You know, we talked about this before. You know, we scrimmage a lot of four-year colleges, 
and we handle ourselves very well in those scrimmages. So just in terms of the level of play, you know, I, I think our teams play at a very high level and very competitive with with four-year colleges of multiple divisions. Um, so just what will the athletic experience be like if I decide to go to any community college, not just Essex, but then also, you know, what are the other pieces academically? Do you have my major? Um, will these things transfer? And then, the, you know, one of the biggest things is just the, the financial realities of college. You know, you can come to CCBC for $5,000 for the year. Um, maybe you don't have to pay those housing costs. Um, so many people are picking schools that cost forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars, and the reality of what the way those loans work is that isn't even the real price you'll pay unless you're paying it outright. You're going to take that fifty thousand dollars times four years times interest. Um, we like sending people away with zero student debt, you know. And and a lot of our students, we had a student come in who was committed to a Division three college that was in that thirty to forty thousand dollar range. And now he's at Marquette University on a scholarship. You know, so he went from Division three to Division one. did great academically, was an academic All-American, transferring 60 credits to Marquette University, and that's what his bachelor's degree is going to say in two years. So it's just, I, I think it's, you know, just a great opportunity for people to take a look at. And I think far too often people look at what's so-and-so going to say if I make this choice. You know, it's maybe not the sexy choice at times because you want to say, hey, I'm going to school X. Um, but, it, but if you look at everything, the cost, the level of play, what your opportunities may be, um, I think it's really a great option. Any community college, I think it's a really great option. I think we do things really well at this level. I think people don't know a lot about it. Um, but I just say do your due diligence, take a look at it, consider it. Um, and see if, if that may be a fit. We have, you know, we talked about during basketball, the transfer portal and those things. We have so many students who come in with a ton of debt from four-year colleges where they did just okay academically, um, and then we get them back on the right track and try to get them to a place that's maybe a better fit, whether it's playing or academics. So we do a lot of fixing. People go away and then come back and say, it, I made a bad choice. It didn't work out. I mean, that doesn't happen all the time, but we see a lot of it. So I, I think it's just do your homework um, and and make the the choice that's best for you, your family. I mean, I I don't know everyone's finances. Maybe some people it's fine to go to those schools, but I think I think we do it really well. I think all of our athletes that come, they, they all have great experiences, and when they move on, they're in pretty good position to be successful. That's another time where you don't have to be a math major to know that graduating with zero debt is a good thing. <laughs> Coach, how can we learn more about CCBC Essex? The website, any social media you want to share with us? Yeah, so our website is ccbcessexnights.com. You're going to see a lot of things there. Um, we, we do our games on YouTube, and then also we're, we're pretty active on social media, uh, Twitter, at Sports. So you're going to have links to game day. You're going to have links to stats, updates on teams, that are involved in the national ranking. Like right now, you'd see a lot cross-country. Um, our cross-country team has been pretty competitive. We have Noah Hutton, a, re a really solid coach. Um, and our our number one runner for cross-country currently has the fastest time in the nation at our level by 30 seconds. Uh, he went uh, 24-36 for 8K. That's so fast. So under five minutes That's a mile. Wow. So their nationals are in November in Tallahassee, Florida. 
So just another team, if you're on there, you're going to see, you know, kind of what they're doing as well. So, you know, we're pretty excited about this fall, this winter, and then moving on to baseball and lacrosse in the spring. There's a lot to look forward to. Excellent. Coach Greg Whitcup, thank you. Thanks. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.